Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Full of frustration. Silly mistakes again. Full of despair. I don't even know if I'll have a club tomorrow. From years of hurt, disappointment, and... Relegation. It could be League Two next season. Bolton are down, Norwich are down. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory. Get in! Pride. It's been a joy to watch. Passion. Nanny! In search of silverware. MLS Cup champions, baby! And they found... ATL. Orlando! Major League Soccer. Get in! Welcome along to another MLS UK show. My name's Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. You're a little bit quiet there, mate. Try again. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Here he is. He's back. <laughs> Wallowing in defeat already. So no need to fade into the background. <laughs> this is the MLS UK show. The MLS UK show with Lucid FC. A distinctively modern, casual fashion label. Take a look at lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk and see why celebrities love the look. This season's current line is called What's Your Effing Club? Which is your ref? Football, fashion or film? If it's football, you're in the right place. Film, the MLS UK show podcast is now available to watch on YouTube. But fashion... It's always lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk. Uh, do you remember a few episodes ago I bought something um, <laughs> to protect me from your get-ins? Do you remember that? I do, yeah. Well, I've brought them back. So the earbuds are back. They'll go in. I'm going to put a get-in counter on the screen as well because you've already done one. I like to cause you work. So get in, get in, get in. Come on, get in. That five yeah. now. Well, Get in. We always dreaded the time it would happen. We knew it would at some point. <laughs> it's took, taken long enough. And it's finally happened. So, well done. Orlando beat Atlanta. We're going to be talking about all, really, what's been going on since the MLS's back tournament. I finally got a bit of joy this season. 
when Portland beat Orlando in the MLS Batties back final. I was wearing my uh, my Valeri T-shirt that I sported on the last episode. Yeah. And that was soon hit me back down to earth, realised that actually this season in MLS has been a bit of a nightmare for me. And uh, Orlando finally got their first win against Atlanta at the weekend. So, uh, well done. I've got to say that. Well done. Thank you. In, in all seriousness, I think this is... Um... This is something that deep down we both kind of expected at some point. Mm-hmm. We knew that Atlanta came into the league and it was domination. The players were incredible. Um, Tata was amazing. The new stadium was setting, well, still has you know records. There was so much going for them that it, it kind of always going to be a point where you can't sustain it. Um, and it's just, I think, more for you. It's unfortunate that it's coincided with Orlando actually starting to turn up to games, which is a new concept that we're, we're trying. No, so. to be honest, that's better for me. I would rather lose to Orlando when Atlanta are not very good and Orlando are playing well, rather than it, when Atlanta are trying to win supporters' shield and stuff. So I'm happy with that. But um, the, the worst thing about all of this for me mm. is that this year, we're not doing predictions because, obviously, we don't know where we are with fixtures. The one time <laughs> we don't do predictions, because every time, as you know, I predict Orlando will beat Atlanta just to cover yeah. my back. The one time we don't do it and Orlando win. It's impossible to do predictions at the minute, though. A, there's, there's so many games. Mm. Like We're recording this um, on a Wednesday. There's games tonight. So by the time you hear this, it's too late. And then there's... like You can't keep... It's impossible to keep up at the minute. So... It would just get ridiculous, but um, I'm liking that there's just so much going on in MLS at the minute. But the satisfying thing for me about that Orlando-Atlanta result is that we rested players and I messaged you and I was like, oh no, oh no, why is this happening? Is James O'Connor back? Why are we we resting players ahead of playing Atlanta? And, you know, players like Pereira, not even in the squad, didn't even travel. Ruan didn't start. Nani didn't start. No Akindeli, no Dwyer. And I'm thinking, this is a stretch. Um, and actually, again, it's proof. It, it's not me rubbing the salt in. It's proving to me that actually we're, we are getting very, very good. And I, I'm finding it difficult to come to terms with, I'll be honest. Uh, I, I'll be honest. And I'm not just saying this, you know, to because of, you know, you're an Orlando fan. I don't think you're necessarily getting to very, very good. I think you're making the most out of a, a really weird season. And I think Orlando, I would predict you'd get to the semi-finals at least of the playoffs at the moment. That's where you are. Whether it would be the same if it was a regular season, we don't know. But you're making the most of it. And I do think an underdog could go and actually win the whole thing. Yeah. So uh, you're taking advantage of that. But uh, I think the the thing for Orlando, how it shows how much you've improved is, let's face it, last season that would have ended 1-0 to Atlanta. Actually, it would have ended 2-0 because they would get in more things going for him, so they would have got that penalty in the last minute. Yeah, so it true. would have been 2-0. And Orlando wouldn't have been pressing, wouldn't have forced the mistakes. You're doing that now. And it shows against MLS teams, even perceived to be one of the best teams, if you put them under pressure, they're going to... Sh- they make these mistakes they're going to struggle so I think Junior you know. Urso had a great game for uh, uh, Orlando he pressed um, closed down for that final goal and then was unselfish enough to, to put it on a plate for Nani and he's not even been starting 
He's not like I just think that we've got options now. We've never had that depth. I've said it for years on this podcast. We've never had the depth, um, and I don't mind a bit of rotation now because we've actually got good players to bring in. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I wish Atlanta did have uh, rotation. Uh, if you are listening for the first time to the MLS UK show, you may have guessed Elliot's an Orlando fan. I'm an Atlanta fan, and uh, whereas in the last few seasons I've been enjoying things more than you, it's now completely turned around. But We'll see you next year when Jose Martinez is back. One more for the counter. Get in. Um, shall we start as we always do? The game with a changing name. Yes. Um, you've inspired this one, mate. You oh. um, you posted the other day about um, the new Reading manager. Uh, yes. He's our... Uh, well, he would be a manager for the game with a changing name. Yeah, so we normally do players. Um, so normally I give you a career path of a player... Uh, and um, who's played in the UK and in MLS, and you have to work out who it is. I have got a manager for you. Oh, okay. Who has um, played in the UK, managed in the UK, and is now in MLS. Right, so did he play in MLS? I don't believe so. Right, okay. I think it would have been a bit before his time, to be honest. <laughs> uh, after his time, sorry. Oh, right, okay. Um, okay, so would you like to hear his playing career? Go on, then. Okay, uh, so he played... For Fulham in 1985. And well, you'll remember this, mate. He made one appearance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Five, five years before our barn, I remember that. <laughs> uh, moved to Colchester United. Also played for Enfield. Um, played most games for Wickham Wanderers, 66. Um, also played for Welling, Barnet, and finished at Aylesbury United with 48. Fair to say, prob- not exactly a baller, I think is... Um, what year did you play for Aylesbury? Uh, 1995 oh. to 97. Well, my specialist subject <laughs> is 1995 Aylesbury players, oh. so I think I'll get this. Right, OK. Uh, he's managed Colorado, right? Stevenage, Atlanta Silverbacks, and is still in MLS. Right, OK. Um, hmm... Okay, going off his career, mm-hmm. I don't have a clue. So I'm just going to, I'm probably going to have a guess. Okay. Is he managing in MLS at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I've. I know it's a retirement league, but <laughs> he's not gone from managing to now playing again. Uh, no, I mean, he could be coach. Oh, or, right. No. You know, yeah, but... no, he's, he's head coach, probably. Right, okay. All right, I'll have a think about it. I'll think who we've got in the, in MLS UK. Head coaches. I think um, it's the most English name you could ever come up with. It's, un- it's unbelievably uh, English. Um, if you think you know, give us a tweet. Uh, it's at MLS UK Show on Twitter. You can DM us on Instagram. Same at MLS UK Show. Um, but don't cheat. Don't just skip to the end when I reveal it because um, we'll know somehow. We'll find out. Yeah, somehow. We're on to you. Yeah. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. On the way, we will talk about that. Toronto penalty. Uh, we've got Henry's Guide to uh, America and also the uh, Jason Christ is Right. Yes, but first we need to talk about what's been going on in MLS since we've all been back. Oh, well, back at stadiums, apart from New York City, who are <laughs> playing at Red Bull Stadium. It's such a weird year. What is, <laughs> like, what is happening? It is, isn't it? I was watching the games and, and you know what? As much as I love the MLS's back tournament, for as a spectacle, not for how Atlanta did. Um, Scored go- some good goals. Oh, no. No, no. We conceded some good goals. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm so glad that everyone's back uh, and he's, he just got that regular feel to it, which mm. is nice. But it's a regular feel, but if we felt that MLS was unpredictable before, 
my God, it's, it's so unpredictable now. This is the thing. We've always said it. The reason that we um, enjoy watching it, um, enjoy talking about it is because week to week, anyone can beat anyone. Season to season, whoever finishes bottom can go and get into the playoffs. Now, I, I've got no idea who's going to make the playoffs. I, I, like, would you bet against Inter Miami? Looking at them, probably, but also it's MLS. So who knows? There's no reason why they couldn't suddenly just show up there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you look at into Miami at the moment. They're only f- like, and you've got to remember as well the additional playoff places that have been given. Yeah. They're, they're not far off the playoffs. But then every team is. You think into Miami are the, the worst team at the moment in, in points wise, and they still have a chance. So literally every team, you are two, maybe three wins away, which in this close period that they're all playing matches can easily be done. A bit of momentum. Yeah, it's all up for grabs. And even at the top of the league, like you look at Toronto last night, lost against Montreal. They could lose a few more matches. They've played a few of their matches at BMO Field now. They're going yeah. to be away from home. So it's so unpredictable. But at the same time, I think it's all about taking advantage of the little groups that you've been put in. Columbus can now go top. Yeah. Teams like, I think Philly, Philly are up there, aren't they? Orlando are up there. Yeah. Um, they can all go like second fairly easily it's a it's really really tight and you look at Toronto and you're like oh they haven't lost yet they lose one game and now everyone's thinking wait a minute we can catch them so it's really really going to be difficult to predict yeah and I think it's all about how you deal with the little the little groups you've been putting like you look at Orlando for example they're playing the two new sides and an Atlanta side who aren't playing well so it could be that's what I mean about an underdog if you're playing in a in a set of fixtures that is favourable to you, you mm. can you could think, win the supporters shield. Let, yeah, you've got a team like LAFC who have lost their last two games against Seattle and LA Galaxy, two tougher teams. So it's 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 this season is about the look of the draw, but it's about taking advantage of it. I think that there's definitely. Do you know before when we when we did the tournament and the first three games counted towards the league and people were saying oh well whoever wins this year like you're gonna have to put like an asterisk a star next mm-hmm. to their name and be like it was 2020 there was covid everything was you know it, there was a tournament in the middle of the season i didn't mind that i think it's worse now because why would for example atlanta just be playing nashville and orlando repeatedly like it just it, that wouldn't happen and i think it now depends geographically on your location of of who you're playing mm. um so especially in the west where there's some really strong teams you've got san jose who are a decent side you'd yeah, pick yeah. san jose to beat most of the sides in the in the east i think it, on their day but they have to play both la teams all the time yeah uh, you know and, and they're very very strong and i think there's definitely now it's kind of questioned it's it's put in question whether whoever wins it has really earned it, and I hate to say that because, like you say, they've made the best of of a bad situation. But I just feel like there's some really tough matchups for teams, and some, I mean, who are just able to steamroll Atlanta week in week out. <laughs> Uh, no, you are doing, and you're playing again this weekend. So I'm, I'm lucky that I'm actually away this weekend. So <laughs> I'll be watching it. Uh, yeah, I think if you look at the West, then I mean SKC a top, Seattle a second, and you look at the teams at the moment who Seattle have beat. They've beaten yeah. MLS is back 
champions Portland, and then they've beaten Supporters Shield reigning champions LAFC, who are right down there in seventh. They are, but Seattle are winning comfortably. Like they're making the most of actually a situation that you could argue is pretty bad for them because they're playing some great teams and SKC. I know they were doing well before the MLS's back tournament and they've carried that on. But when, you know, they've got Colorado they've played, you know, they've they've got Houston Dynamo. I know they lost to them, but normally you would normally expect them to beat them. On paper, SKC have got the easiest sort of set of fixtures, yet Seattle have just smashed it. And you can't argue at the moment, if you was to pick a favourite for MLS Cup, you can't argue with Seattle, I don't think. And in fairness to San Jose as well, they've got a better points per game ratio. They're below LAFC, but they haven't played as many games. They've got a better ratio. They've picked up more more points from the games they've played. Um, points per game in MLS becomes more and more important as you go through the season because everyone's sort of out of sync with how many mm. games they've played. Um, and obviously looking down at the bottom, teams like Miami and, of course, Dallas, who uh, haven't played as much. Dallas doing okay in sixth. They are, yeah. And if they win their games in hand, they they can go to second. Yeah. So, again, it's all about making the most of it. Dallas, uh, I think Dallas will have an unpredictable season. We know that. But you can't, like I said, you, how can you predict what teams are going to do? It all depends on if you can get a few home games in a row, if you can get a bit of momentum. And that's what's great. And, you know, we're talking now on Wednesday. There's a lot of matches tonight, which we, you know, could completely change the outlook. Yeah of MLS but like how brilliant is that when you yeah. don't get that in, in the Premier League you know you just don't I, I'm watching um, All or Nothing the, the Spurs documentary at the minute on um, Amazon Prime the Man City one was great mm. and you're looking at um, Jose arriving at Spurs and he's like right guys if we win this game and the next game will only be one point off moving up a position you know whereas MLS this is why we love it it's so, it's so tight there's so much that can happen, and this time tomorrow we could be looking at this these standings going, wow, that's that shifted a bit. So let's have a look at some of the main talking points so far. Um, we want to cover every team here on the MLS UK show, but there's that much going on. We so It's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> so sorry if we uh, gloss over your team. I want to talk about LAFC first uh, more in detail because yeah. their season, they were the favourites to win the whole thing. I think we both, are, I predicted that they'd win. I don't know if you did as well. And I think since MLS is back, since Carlos Vea wasn't playing in that, he's obviously been away from the team for understandable reasons, but he's been away from the team. They just can't get going at the moment. And Rossi's tried his best. Rossi's done really well. He's still top goal scorer, but they just can't get going. They've lost to LA Galaxy and Seattle now since returning after MLS is back. Two matches where I know... Single matches don't mean as much in MLS because mm. of the playoff system. You know, you you might, for a finishing third, you might as well finish fourth. Yeah. But how disruptive has this been? And, and can LAFC turn this around uh, because they've got San Jose coming up? So that's a must-win game for him now, surely. The thing for me, when you look at Rossi, he was amazing in the tournament. And, you know, did, did they miss Vea? Well, I mean, you're always going to, but in, like, would they have done much better with him? You know, Rossi was that good in in the tournament. But the thing is, every team has got that one player. So Atlanta, take Atlanta, for example, right? You're you're actively looking for a striker. You need an attacker, um, you know, to replace Jose Martinez. But look at, look at any team. Toronto, you've got Altidore, you've got Akinola. Columbus have made incredible signings, you know, in attack. 
Orlando don't really have a recognised striker, but Mueller is um, one of the top scorers in the league. Everyone's got that one player that can do the job. And so it actually becomes more about the rest of the team. It's, it, it's chipping in with goals. Mueller's chipping in with goals. Who's going to do that for, for LAFC? I think that's what becomes important. More, more than just pinning it all on Diego Rossi is who can step up, who can create more assists, who can bring more goals to the side when they don't have Carlos Vela, for example. So for LAFC, I'm just looking for a more complete team performance because individually, I think anyone listening to this would take any of their players for their team. Hmm. Um, I, you know, I said this when uh, Orlando signed Jao Moutinho. Great. Well, yeah, we'll have You don't want him, we'll have him. You know, and so all of their players are excellent. It's just about getting a more collective team performance. Yeah, well, they go up to, well, you can go up to third in the West if they win against San Jose and exactly. then all problems are solved. Uh, elsewhere, we've mentioned Seattle, two great wins. Mm. They're doing really well. I've said just then that I feel you can't bet against them to win it again. Is that the place where you see them at? 100%. I I, they're just, they're an experienced side. Um, they've got that good balance of youth but the coach that's been there and done it with players that have been there and done it with that coach and they kind of bring the youth through and it just seems a tried and tested method that you can't argue with and Seattle are very much a club you have to look at in terms of success and think in 10 years time I hope my club's had as much success as Seattle so you never ever count them count them out ever has a team surprised you like is there a team that you look at and go either for the, uh, for better or for worse that you'd thought would uh, do differently? If I'm being really honest, Miami. Really? I know they're a new side and I know we see mixed results, but I genuinely thought it was going to be the Atlanta side of things rather than the Orlando-Cincinnati side of mm. things when they, when they arrived. David Beckham can only do so much, but myself and yourself have grown up in, in England where David Beckham does not lose. No. David Beckham is a winner and this will not continue. He will do whatever he has to do because it will not continue. I'm really surprised they're down there. I don't think they've maybe been as bad as people are making out, but I think the signings were really weird and I think they kind of spent a lot on youth and young players, which has worked at Atlanta, to be fair, but the the tried and tested them, well tried and tested MLS players that came in were tried they were tested but they weren't like yeah like tried and tested for me is Darlington Nagby yeah not Will Trapp you know and so Nagby's gone and replaced Will Trapp at Columbus and that's that's that Miami have not signed well in those experienced players Robles maybe decent keeper good experience nice captain's figure but I don't look at them and think that they're MLS players that are really experienced are really good hmm I, I think you're being really I think you're being a bit harsh there I think it is the whole new team sort of and I think if it wasn't for Atlanta and LAFC we'd be looking at into Miami and going yeah that's about right but this is what I'm saying I'm not I'm not throwing shade because it's Miami what I'm saying is I expected them I'm giving them respect I expected them mm. to be up there because I believe that a franchise of that size money let's be honest to have made better signings and to be further up the field uh, further up the table and you know I'm, it's coming from a place of um, I'm pleased but surprised <laughs> um, as we speak about Miami I, I, I felt that since the last podcast 
I was looking and thinking, oh yeah, there's Messi, but I, I was thinking, oh, is there going to be a who's signing for Miami roulette wheel this week? Mm. However, in the last few days, there has been a rumour. So Elliot, spin the wheel, who's signing for Miami this week? Big spin. Huge spin. Here we go. Uh, Higuain. What a signing this would be. Yeah, I mean, this... If this comes off into Miami and not finish bottom of no, that conference... You want a goal scorer? Bang. Done. Job done. If he came in, mm-hmm. would he be... Okay, let me put this to you. There's, there's loads of examples of it. Would he be the best player to ever come and play in MLS that's big because we've all watched European football and Higuain is a goal he's a goal scorer Chicharito is a great player no he's he's different level to Chicharito yeah he's different level but I'm looking at David Beckham this is where I I paused halfway through I said it because you look at Beckham I think Gerrard was still really good when he came Uh, Perlo even though it didn't quite work out same with Gerrard but at the time they came I think they were Top top class players, but I, I think it's Beckham or Higuain for me. I agree. I mean, you've got a lot of. Um, there's been some huge caliber: Schweinsteiger, Kaká, mm. as well, Henri. I mean, not Thierry Henri. Come on, oh, yeah, actually Thierry Henri. So he's definitely up there. If he arrives, yeah. if he arrives, then he solves a lot of. He masks a lot of problems at Miami. It's a fair play if they can pull it off. Fair play. Because that's a huge sign-in. You've still got Will Trapp in midfield. Will Trapp's a good player. By the way, Will Trapp's a good player. I'm just using him as an example because there's a lot of players available. You can trade for basically anyone in MLS. I'm just saying that the calibre of players I expected was maybe a bit better than Will Trapp. But um, I'm hoping that they can they can pull a few strings and bring some big players because that's what the league needs. It's what the league thrives on. And especially over here, that's that's what does our job for us. You know, yeah. spreading the word about MLS. These big marquee signings are huge. Um, I forgot to mention David Villa. And I can see Higuain being similar to David Villa. I agree. You need that. I, for me, if you're building a team, you need a goal scorer. Mm. The rest of it, you can just sort of pluck players out. And as long as if they can make the assist... You've got that focal point. You've got that player up front. That's what David Villa did for years for New York City FC. And he, he continuously got them in the playoffs. Yeah. And I think Higuain could have the same effect for Inter-Miami if he signs. Although there are people within MLS who normally get these things right that are saying that this is a done deal or it's about to be done. So this is exciting. And we could actually have our first spin of the wheel that has actually landed on someone who is actually <laughs> signing for Inter-Miami. Um I want to do uh, the crisis right, but I want to I want to use it as an opportunity for us to just get our heads around what's going on in MLS. We've just talked about the standings right. a little bit, and in this period where it's like two or three games a week, everyone's playing everyone, and it's just non-stop. I'm finding it hard to kind of keep track of who's where and who's doing well and who's not and who's played more games and who hasn't. Um, so today's Jason Crisis Right is based on. Something I mentioned earlier. Go on. Points per game. Ah, right. Okay. Well, in the uh, to be fair and not to cheat, I'm going to just put my notes over the table on my laptop here, so I can't see anything. There's no independent adjudicator to check that you've actually done that, but I, yeah. I believe you. Um, are you ready to play? Yes. 
Henry Hewitt. Come on down. Okay, I will give you the first team. It's Montreal after a win against Toronto. Their points per game is 1.63. Okay. Higher or lower than 1.63, Minnesota United. Oh, um... Higher? It's lower. It's 1.57. Higher or lower than 1.57, LAFC. I think... Oh, they're in the same... No, I'm going to go uh, LAFC are lower. They are lower. It's 1.29. Yeah. Uh, higher or lower than 1.29 San Jose Earthquakes? Higher. It is. It's 1.33. Higher or lower than 1.33 Atlanta United? Oof. Think about this one. Right. You've not had as bad a season as you make it out. Yeah, they won the first two, then lost the next three. They've beaten Nashville. Uh... I'm, s- I'm going to say just higher. It's lower. Oh. <laughs> I've tricked you there. Uh, higher or lower than 1.29? RBNY. Higher. It is. It's 1.38. Uh, higher or lower than 1.38? Orlando City. Higher. Get in! It was higher. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, when you said that, I thought it's not going to be lower, is it? Let's face it. Got so excited, the plastics come off my button. <laughs> All good. The MLS UK show. I'll add that get in you put at the end of that to uh, the get in counter, which you can see at the bottom of your screen. Get in. Um, speaking of which, how have we not talked about this? There's merch now. Yes, uh, you released this to celebrate Orlando beating Atlanta. Nothing to do with me, guys. I can I can I make a confession? Go on. Um, this is just between you, me, and uh, people who are listening or watching to this. I had them ready to go for the uh, final of the MLS's back tournament, oh. and I had to uh, I had to rein it in. What a shame! I tell you what, the next the next line we do is going to be the Valeri T-shirts. How about that? I, I'm I'm absolutely fine with that. Um, if you want to, uh, Orlando fans specifically, <laughs> uh, if you want to pick up a Get In t-shirt or you haven't seen them yet, um, the uh, the Twitter, the Instagram is uh, Get In Clothing. Um, give it a search or the website, getin.clothing. Um, doing a few giveaways and stuff this week, so uh, make sure you follow the socials and uh, you might be able to get your hands on one. Atlanta fans, you might get one for free and then be able to burn it. <laughs> Uh, what's the deal? Are we doing more? Is we, what, what are we going to do? We're going to see how it goes. We're going to do more. We're going to do getting t-shirts in different colours. Oh, there's going to be a lot more. Um, definitely designed a lot of different colours for a lot of different teams. Yeah. Um, I ain't buying a purple one. I'll wait till the red ones come out. <laughs> the red and... Spoiler alert. The black, red and gold looks sick. Right, okay. But um, I'm letting you handle that. I'm having nothing to do with that. Um, but yeah, um, if you do want to get one, um, there's free shipping included. It's getting.com clothing yes if you uh, are watching on youtube i'll put the uh, link to it in the description by the way they've sold way more than i thought <laughs> like i was i did it and i was like i reckon like five people will buy one and then within like the first hour i was like my phone was pinging off like okay people actually wanted this this is crazy many outside the uh, orlando area orlando zip code a lot in uk actually a lot of uh, anyone who isn't in that orlando city uk group bought it yeah yes actually Oh wow! Yeah, was yeah. it an accident? There's people people <laughs> I've never heard of that are buying. And I'm like, yes, 
This oh, is okay. uh, this is amazing. So um, thank you so much if you have bought one because that's ridiculous that we yeah. do this podcast and someone's bought a t-shirt. There will be more. Good. Yeah, different colours. So stick with us because uh, and follow us at MLS UK Show on all the socials when you get to see uh, the the t-shirt and when more colours come out and if we do any more, who knows? Valeri one potentially. <laughs> Which uh, yeah, I got done down at the uh, the market in Manchester. <laughs> so if he wants to do me a deal, then maybe we'll do that. You got ripped off. I'm not ripping people. <laughs> I think I think we've made about two quid from these sales so far. Like no one's making any money over it. Oh, brilliant. Well, that's about what four dollars is it? So. <laughs> uh, right. Last night, then, as we record this, uh, the first match of the midweek games happened. It was Toronto versus Montreal. Yeah. A uh, bit of a surprise score, I must admit. Toronto have been doing very well. We had on our notes to talk about Toronto being top and now we've had to change it because they lost but we're going to talk about that penalty yeah right first question yeah in terms of actual laws of the game where do you stand with this should it have been allowed should it not been allowed should he have had a retake what's what's happening so to explain what happened the um penalty taker Pozuelo um didn't strike the ball for well it was forward but yeah. um he just tapped it forward um for Toronto players to run onto and and put away now, we've seen this done. We've seen Messi do it with Suarez. Yeah. And interestingly... Yeah, the irony of this... Yeah, I, and it only, only came to me this morning is that the Montreal manager, Thierry Henry, actually did this with Robert Pires at Arsenal. Well, you say he did it. Well, tried to do it. <laughs> I think they were trying to teach him a lesson. Now, I don't mind it, right? Here's my take on it. I like stuff like this. Any way you can find a way. I've got through life like this, and you, you're one of these people, you are probably the worst for this, is if you can find a way to cut a corner, you will do it. Yeah. And any way to sort of sneak around the rules and, uh, and be cheeky, you'll do it. And I'm fully in support of this within the laws of the game. So as long as the ball goes forward, absolutely fine. Um, we've seen, you know, Messi, Messi predictably, you know, mm. perfected it with Suarez um, I like it the reason I don't like this one they were 1-0 down Pozuelo's bad enough with this with his um, Penencas Penencas mm. uh, and I mean he's made himself look like a bit of a Penenka uh, in this situation I I just think you're 1-0 down mate just just leather it just put your foot through it get yourself 1-1 yes. and then you, then you can start trying to showboat this is where I'm at with it I think Great idea. Personally, I think it should have been allowed. Apparently, it wasn't allowed because the the one of the players coming in had it like his foot in the the D on the edge of the. I, yeah, area. but I agree with that. Having seen it, um, so I didn't know that was a rule to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But uh, apparently, it is. So uh, right, if it had to be disallowed, then fair play. And actually, it's Toronto's fault for not e- executing it properly. But I agree with you. When you're winning four nil, yeah, then do it. And you may annoy the other team, but do it. Not when you're 1-0 down. And uh, it's, it's you know, I mean, uh, that was just before half-time. Henri going into the, the uh, changing room at half-time. His team talk is easy. Oh, they do it outside or whatever they do. Uh, his team talk is easy. Just like, well, they're trying to take the uh, you-know-what out of us. Extract so, the urine. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I uh, I think great idea. Pozuelo's good enough at penalties anyway. You don't need to pass it to Piatti. No. And uh, these, I mean, they're still top. They'll still make playoffs. And Toronto could easily win supporters' shield. But 
There's I, just a time and a place, I think. I don't think they'll be doing it again. You know, the, um, you know you just said, oh, you didn't know about the encroachment yeah, thing. Yeah. If you think about the lines on the football pitch, right, and this has just come to me as well, so you think about the 18-yard the box, mm. it's obviously a rectangle, and then it has that little extra bit yeah. on the outside, sort of like the half circle. Yeah. That's the only reason that's there. There's no other reason for that half circle to to be on the pitch. That's a good point. I just have never thought of that. But yeah, I just thought it was a design feature. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a water feature. I've ne- by the way, it was only 10 seconds ago that it occurred to me, but I'm just thinking, well, yeah, that's what that's for. Um, so yeah, it's just so that anyone who's central behind the ball can't just run, you know, they have to run a little bit further away. Um, but yeah, time and a place, I think, is the, is the general consensus on this podcast. I guess so. Uh, right, uh, other news this week. This is interesting. And you mentioned it before with a game with a changing name. Mm. Uh, Velko uh, Ponovic, a former Chicago Fire head coach, yep. has come over to the UK. He's managing Reading in the championship. Uh, MLS called uh, Reading uh, an aspiring Premier League club, which, I mean, if you watch the championship, you'll know he's a bit of a stretch. But uh, I think this will be really interesting. He's kind of like a, how can I put it? He's kind of like a guinea pig, isn't he, to see how MLS managers cope in English league? Because there's uh, there's not been many that have gone from MLS and come over mm. uh, into the into England. I know there's been some in Germany and whatever, but this is the one of the first in England. So, I mean, knowing we know a lot more about this than say our, our US or Canadian yeah. uh, viewers might, but. Reading, what do you see with this? Is this a gamble for them? I There's two sides to this. I love that this has happened because I think it's really important that championship clubs start to believe that there's players and coaches and staff in MLS that are on a level with them, sometimes better than them. I mm. think that's really important that we start getting that parity of, of leagues. However, I think as someone who loves MLS and wants them to have a good representation in the UK... Is this the best manager that we could send to the championship to be the guinea pig to try and prove that MLS is a good league and that there's good talent there? Mm. I I can't say that even when I worked, you know, in MLS, working on the Eastern Conference and studied Chicago a lot, I can't say there was many times where I thought, what a manager. Yeah, yeah. I was spectacularly unimpressed. I think there'll be entertainment, though. With Paolo, so I, I don't know. There'll be entertainment in his, like, watching him as a manager. Yeah. And maybe not, like, on the pitch, yeah. but watching him as a manager. Um, I mean, he's Macedonian, isn't he? And, and championship clubs love a European manager. You know as well as anyone as yeah. a Norwich fan. So uh, it'd be interesting to see. And, and I hope he does really well. I really do. I don't have any problems with Reading. I, I don't really care that much about them to be like, oh, I hope they don't get promoted. They're not a Premier League team or whatever. I, I don't really care. So I hope he does really well. And then you, you're right. It, it hopefully will inspire more Championship, even League One, maybe Premier League clubs to look at MLS and go, right, okay, let's take a chance. The last team I can remember doing it was Swansea with Bob Bradley and... Uh, I didn't really go according to plan. That. Exactly. If you know about the championship and you know about MLS, let me turn it on its head for you, okay? Coaches, big coaches that are in the championship right now, look at the the big clubs in the championship. So Watford have come down. Hmm. Um, even Daniel Farker at Norwich, he's done a great job if you if you kind of actually look into it. Where would you put them? Would you would you if Daniel Farker managed in MLS? 
Hmm. Um. I'd probably, funnily enough, I'd probably put Farker at the likes of Chicago Fire, mm. a, a club that, uh, let's face it, aren't probably going to win MLS Cup or get anywhere near it anytime soon. But it's a building job, and they can easily get in the playoffs. That's where I would see that. I don't see anyone really that would go... Like Atlanta need a manager. I don't see Atlanta going to the championship. Mm. But then we all know about Atlanta. They're, they're always going to look a bit higher, maybe a bigger name or whatever, because that's the type of club yeah. that they are. So I, I I think, yeah, I would probably put them around. I think Farker's a very MLS appointment. He spent a lot of time at Dortmund. He mm. learned from Klopp. They like those managers that have got a bit of... Um, pizzazz about them so he's been in Germany he's learnt the German way from Klopp at Dortmund he's you know made his way up and then you can just see him arriving at Chicago like right here we go <laughs> um, but yeah good luck to Reading I'm pleased it's happened but I just wonder whether he was the best we could have sent them <laughs> and finally this week uh, Minnesota United have signed uh, Emmanuel Reynoso who uh, they're calling one of the best players in MLS. Um, we don't know much about this guy, no. so I'm not going to pretend to be like, oh, he's going to be a great player as a midfielder. He's, uh, I'm not going to say he's going to be the, one of the best players. But for Minnesota United, as a marquee signing for them, mm. where does, does this now move them up, kind of in that level below the likes of LAFC, Atlanta, LA yeah. Galaxy? Yeah, I think they've moved above the likes of Orlando with this signing. Um, I think the the likes of Philly, who are a good side, but they don't buy big players. Um, I, I like this signing. I like that they're going big. Um, big designated player, huge signing for them. And they were already doing very well. Did okay in the, in the tournament. Um, got quite far. Um, done well in MLS in the last couple of years as well. They're really on the up. Uh, obviously love Adrian Heath as well. So I think I think this definitely moves them towards. There's no way they don't make playoffs. Mm. There's no way, and you wouldn't have said that a couple of years ago about Minnesota. And I'm still not that confident about Orlando. So that tells me everything I need to know. Minnesota now serious contenders. Do you put Minnesota then in that? I said about um, it could be an underdog season this year. Mm. A Minnesota, one of the underdogs that could actually defy the odds, get to MLS Cup final. You wouldn't be surprised to see them there, really. Mm. I think, yes, they're underdogs, you know, and at the start of the season, you'd be like, wow, Minnesota, like, but I think, in fairness, it would be disrespectful to the team to say, oh, yeah, well, they won't make the final. There's there's every chance they could make the final. Yeah, well, they're, they're certainly building. After the first few years mm. of being in the wilderness, really, they've suddenly got to the latter stages of the US Open. They've made the, the playoffs. Mm. They're getting some impressive victories. I think the the what Adrian Heath is doing is a building job that it's quite impressive and I, I, I can't wait to see how this guy's going to do I think okay he'll have to, like give him a year let's see where he is this time next year yeah but if he, if they get it right then yeah who knows for Minnesota big contenders MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt so to round off the show it's time for Henry's guide to North America so so far we've been to Cincinnati, Salt Lake City, Orlando, Portland, Minnesota and Vancouver. We're going to be doing every team uh, and uh, the place where they are in MLS because Mm -hmm. we know so much about the US here in the UK, but we don't know specifically about the places of the teams that we're watching every week. So uh, this time we're going to go to probably, it's probably the place we know the most about. 
Okay. Elliot, it's time for Henry's Guide to New York City. Famous, of course, for its country music. Yeah. It's where, it, where it originated, I believe. Well, it needs a bit of a hip-hop beat to it, I guess. Hey, Elliot. Hey, Henry. Did you know there are 8 million people live in New York City, which is one in every 38 people that live in the USA? Wow. More than 800 languages are spoken in New York City, making it the most diverse uh, place on the planet. 800 languages. And I didn't even know there were 80. I couldn't name you eight. (laughs) Uh, The most populated uh, city in the country is often the capital city, as we know. It is here in the UK with London. It's not in America because Washington DC is, obviously. Um, But New York City was the capital, the first ever capital of the USA back in 1789. Wow. Mm. It's like Birmingham here in the UK was our original capital. Yeah. And then they moved south. Just, well, not as... It's probably the same distance south, isn't it? Uh, New York City consists of five boroughs, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, and the Bronx. And the Bronx is where New York City play at the Yankee Stadium. where where, uh, Jennifer Lopez is from. It is. And she's still... Still Jenny from the block. She is. Other famous people from New York City are Jennifer Lopez, Adam Sandler, Michael Jordan, Jay-Z, Lady Gaga, and Donald Trump. Anyway, uh, New York City is, of course, nicknamed the Big Apple, and that's thanks to a local newspaper and their horse racing part of it, because they used to call big horse races in the city the Big Apples because it was the most money made from it. And that's I've never, it came from. never asked the question why it's called the Big Apple. I never as well. I assumed it was because of an apple, but it's not. It's actually <laughs> horse racing. And uh, another staple of New York City is the yellow taxis. However, they weren't always yellow. They used to be red and green. Red and green? Yeah. And then they changed them in, I think it was 1912. Reminds me of the Toronto-Seattle finals in uh, MLS. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Toronto-Seattle Cubs the, yeah. uh, would have been known as if they weren't in 1912. <laughs> and finally, this is my favourite thing that I've learned about New York City. Okay. Is, it's about the pizza principle. Oh, right. Come on. Do you know about the pizza principle? Talk to me about the pizza principle. So in New York City, the price of a slice of pizza is roughly the price of a subway ticket. Right. So the theory is that the price of a slice of pizza dictates what f- the price of things in the city. So if a price of a slice of pizza, which I'm glad I'm saying that for the last time because it's really difficult to slice say. Of a price of- <laughs> no, I can't say it. No. Uh, if that goes up, then subway tickets go up and everything else goes up. So that's the pizza principle. New York City is dictated by a slice of pizza. Incredible. And that is Henry's Guide to New York City. Where do we go next? Um, you decide, because you've, you've been using this as a bit of a, a travel guide on this little trip that you're planning to take. So where, where do you want me to go next? Um... I will point out, by the way, New York Red Bulls fans, I will be doing New Jersey at some point as well. So, you know, that's... Uh, I'm not just putting them both together. Well, why don't we, um, why don't we go there next while we're, while we're in the area? Why don't we just pop through the tunnel to New Jersey? That's a good point. And it saves on travel in this uh, COVID world that we live in. Yeah, and I'm trying to, you know, be green. So, uh... <laughs> Like the taxis used to be. Yeah. Okay, next time I'll be going to New Jersey. If you have any facts about New Jersey or any anything you want me to mention about it, uh, then uh, get in touch. It's hello at MLS.show. Or you can tweet us, Facebook us, or Instagram us at, at MLSUKshow.
Okay, before we go, let's round off the game with the changing name. Well, I, I think a novice, and I, I know it just purely because A, you said it's pretty much the most English name you can think of, <laughs> and B, um, I hadn't really heard of this guy before his team entered MLS. Yeah. So do you want to give me his career path? Not that it matters, because I don't think anyone uh, has really heard of many of these teams. So uh, he uh, has played for, well, huge teams such as Wickham Wanderers, Welling United, Barnet and Aylesbury. Uh, He managed Colorado uh, from 2008 to 2011. He's also managed Stevenage, Atlanta Silverbacks, and he's now in MLS. Who's he managing? Nashville. Yes. Is it Gary Smith? It is Gary Smith. The most English name ever. (laughs) Uh, Well done to you if you got that. We'll have another one for you. And if you've got suggestions for players or managers uh, for the game with the change of name, then uh, send them to us at MLS UK Show. Actually, we should probably send them you. Yeah, just send them to me, actually, at Elliot Holman, because uh, (laughs) otherwise Henry will see it as well. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah, at Elliot Holman on Twitter. Uh, So that's it. Thank you very much for uh, listening to this episode of the MLS UK show. We'll be back very soon. Hopefully not after another Orlando victory against Atlanta. Um, Subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and uh, hit the notification bell as well. Subscribe to your podcast provider and give us a rating. We've got one rule, though. We're ratings. Elliot. LA Galaxy only. Five stars. We're going to have to... If LA Galaxy win MLS Cup, we're going to have to think of another catchphrase for that. We'll get iTunes to add a sixth star. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, thank you. Thank you to our sponsors as well, Lucid FC. um, And uh, check out all of what we're doing here in the UK. uh, Hashtag MLS UK. Uh, There's loads of supporters groups that we work with. And uh, they're putting out some great content as well. We've got, uh, well, go on. Shall we name one each as we go along? So we've got DC United UK. NYCFC UK. Orlando City UK. This is this is uh, Philly Union UK. Yeah, we've got uh, Nashville UK. There is in Nashville. Uh, there's Chicago Fire fans of the UK. Yes. We've got uh... Red Bulls. Red Bulls New York UK. I'm frantically trying to find our group now because <laughs> I'm running out of... Uh... We've got Finding Toronto as well. We're Finding Toronto. Steve of Finding Toronto is in the semi-finals of Britain's Got Talent. Is he? Yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah, so uh, you've, if, you, you've, if you're in the UK, you may have seen this. If not, you obviously wouldn't. But he's, uh, he's a, like a comedy juggler and he's in the semi-finals of Britain's Got Talent. So if you're in the UK and you can vote, vote for Steve Royal from Finding Toronto. There's also uh, RBNY UK, Houston Dynamo UK, uh, UK LAFC, Any Revs UK, uh, Inter Miami UK, Montreal Impact Fans UK, um, and uh, us. We're, we're here as well. Hi. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be back next time. Um, Elliot, go on. I'll give you the last word. Buy the T-shirts. Get in. Dot clothing. <laughs> on them, they say, get in. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.